for an aqil, which means an intellectual smart person, there should only be three things you should be taking your time and occupying your time in. One is tazawwadun lima'ad, which is taking provision, collecting provision for the, late, for the later world, for the next world. Or marammatin lima'ash, or some way of uh, sorting out your livelihood to get, you know, your daily bread. Or non-haram pleasure, a non-haram pleasure. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'ina amma ba'ad The aphorism for today is on page 125, it's aphorism number 18, it's hikmah number 18 And in this one, he says something very similar, he says Ihalatuka al-a'mala ala wujudil faraghi min ru'unatil nafs Just explains it in a different way your post your postpone your postponement of deeds till the time when you are free is one of the frivol frivolities of the ego it's just a way of your ego just deceiving you he's saying those things in just different words your postponement of deeds till the time when you are free is one of the frivolities of the ego. I have seen people who have made such changes to their life where they actually now have a lot of time. But they, usually they, they started doing something. If you're waiting until you're going to do it, until you're going to get free, then shaitan just brings in so much occupation and the world is just getting busier by the day with all of these different technologies and that, it just makes you busier. So you're, you can boil a kettle in much faster time, you can do so many things with all of these things in much faster time, but then there's just so much more to do. So has life become easier? Just imagine your phone apps. The reason why your phone will go slow after two years, one is the battery may diminish, but the other one is that the upgrades of the apps the updates of the apps, they just make it more heavier on the phone because they just use the latest. That's why the modern day apps can't work on all phones. It just makes everything heavier. So things do get faster, but does your life get any better? I don't know. Wallahu a'lam. So he says, Ihalatuka al-a'mala ala wujud al-faragh For you to... Ihala al-ihala means for you to want to delay something and postpone something. What the commentator says, he says that for anybody who wants to become a proper knower of Allah, the one who wants to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he needs to be completely, he needs to be complete in his intellect. He shouldn't be easily deceivable. He shouldn't be easily deceived. He needs to be kamilul aql and thaqibul dhihn. So he needs to have perfect intellect and he needs to be sharp. What kind of sharpness are we talking about? So then he says that the way to find out whether you are sharp and whether you are intellectual enough for this is intihazul fursati fil amal. That are you taking opportunity of your time? Are you valuing the time and taking advantage of it? وَمُبَادَرَةُ الْعُمْرِ مِنْ غَيْرِ تَسْوِيفٍ وَلَا أَمَلٍ 
and for you to put your life, engage your life into it without vain hopes and delays and postponements. So your focus is, let me get the job done. <clears throat> so you get two or three different types of people. There's some people, they tell you they've got an ambition and a goal. So what happens is, they tell you they've got an ambition and goal and then you see them a few years later, they still haven't fulfilled it. They're still sitting where they are. There's others, they tell you about their goal. Within two weeks, they've set it all up. Whether that be a business or whatever it is, they've set it up. Now, we're going to judge each of these two people based on where we are. So if we're very fast at it, we're not going to think that the person who's fast at it is fast. We think it's normal. And the other person is too slow. Right? But if we're a person who's like the first person, then we're going to think, this guy is really fast. There's some people you tell to do a job for you, to assist you in something, and they're fast, they, they do the job faster than you can think. What do I mean by that? Like you've told them and you expect that you're going to deal with it in a month. They get things rolling so fast and they're like, okay, I've got, it's like, what? I thought that's going to take you a week. It's one day, haven't even started thinking about it. And he's like, what next? Tell me what's next. Tell me what's next. These are productive people. And mashallah, there's just some people, Allah gives them that by nature. Some people have learned to do that. But they are the productive people. So if we can, we need to do that for the hereafter. Like we need to do that yesterday. Otherwise, we like that person one month. And even one month, I mean, even after you see them after five years, they haven't done it. Right? So he says that if you want to be aqil, like you're genuinely intellectual, you need to pursue this path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very intellectually, very smartly. And that means get it done. You know, just, just get it done. Don't, don't trick yourself. Because the reason for that, why is, why, what, why is that connected to inter, intellect? Why is that not just talking about productivity? Why is it intellectual to do that in sharp? Because, إِذْ مَا فَاتَ مِنْهُ لَا عِوَضَ because <clears throat> whatever ha has been missed, whatever minutes and days have been missed, there's no way to regain them anyway. So you've got that. It's like, I need to take time to do this. And whatever else you did in that time, there's no value for that. If you're not doing something productive, then you're wasting your time. That's why a hadith tells us uh, from the Prophet ﷺ, he said that, Ala wa inna ala Know that one of the signs of the intellect, one of the signs of being intellectual is to distance yourself from the abode of deception. I mean, if you're intellectual, you know what's deceiving you. You don't get deceived if you're intellectual. وَالْإِنَابَ إِلَى دَارِ الْخُلُودِ and a return to the abode of permanence, which is the hereafter. الْكُبُورِ And taking provisions for your stay in the grave. And preparation for the day of resurrection, for the day of gathering, for the hereafter. Another thing the Prophet ﷺ said is, uh, The smart one, intellectual one, is the one who controls himself, his self, and works and toils for that which is to come after death. And the foolish one, the idiot, the stupid one, Al Ahmaq, is the foolish one is the one who lets his 
nafs go in pursuance of his desires, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, right? And then has all of these vain hopes with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't worry, Allah is ghafoor and Allah does this and he forgave him, he should forgive me, I'm not as bad as him. And then so on. <clears throat> I'm not as bad as the guy who killed 99 plus 1 people, for example. I mean, who, who is as bad as the 99 plus 1? So it's a big deception, right? But imagine his tawbah, imagine the sincerity that he wanted to come out with that. He says, for a aqil, which means an intellectual smart person, there should only be three things you should be taking your time and occupying your time in. One is tazawwadun lima'ad, which is taking provision, collecting provision for the, late, for the later world, for the next world. Or some way of uh, sorting out your livelihood to get, you know, your daily bread. Or non-haram pleasure, a non-haram pleasure. Uh, an intellectual person has to have insight about the issues of his time. And he should be focused on what concerns him. And he should be extremely protective over his tongue. Because that's what gets us into trouble. <coughs> In fact, another really beautiful wisdom, subhanAllah, he says, Anybody who considers his speech to be part of his action, because you know, we're more considerate about our action than our speech. Because we let our speech go, we think it's not a big deal. But if we physically have to do something, we're more concerned. He said, whoever considers his speech part of his actions, then his speech will only about will be only be about important and necessary things. So he says that for you then to leave your actions and delay them to another time in which you think you're going to have more time in your heart or your body, he says this is absolute stupidity. He said it just doesn't come. It's, it, it, I mean, it's, he's not talking about just it doesn't come or it's just going to get worse. It's the fact that what you're going to miss in time is already squandered because you're never going to get this time again. It is part of your life, this time, that in which you're waiting. It's, it's deception. Where are you going to get back this time from? Where are you going to get to that time? Actually, that's what he says first. Whereas death is just literally marching against you, you know, without, with, with no notice. Without, you know, even you knowing where it's coming to you from. So how, how do you know? You're contending with death. You may not, you never get to that time. Okay, even if we assume that you get to that time and you free yourself, maybe another commitment will come up at that time. You suddenly think, okay, I've done everything, and suddenly another commitment comes up. I mean, it's a, he's telling you a, a fundamental um, aspect of life. He said, for you to get complete free time is intrinsically very difficult to get. Very few people get that. In fact, you have to give yourself to Allah to get that. It's, it's, 
it's really amazing the uh, the, the answer to this and the, the actual solution which uh, will come about. He said, that is nadir. That is seldom anybody gets that. Uh, because the Prophet ﷺ said, The two bounties are the blessings of Allah that like an abundant number of people are deceived regarding siha uh, and farad, which means well-being, good health, and uh, having time, they they just think it's gonna there's gonna be more of it. They think there's gonna be more of it. They don't use this one properly. So then he says that the Prophet ﷺ is saying that the abundant number of people are misled about this. They're conned, right, by time and farad. They literally that that's they're swindled by this. Because you'll see the majority of them they just focus on the dunya or in their own indulgences, or they're sick. They're sick, they can't do anything. And the Im implication of abundant people being involved in this is that only very few actually have time and good health to use for the sake of Allah. There's only a minority that has that. So if you do inhabit your time with the obedience of Allah then you have done shukr uh, you've been thankful and you have gained a huge profit and if you waste this time then you have a clear loss and what you've done is you've done kufr with these two bounties meaning you're ungrateful to these bounties that Allah had given you so they should be taken away from you what an intellectual exercise this is. Because of the time when you, you could have done it and you didn't do it and you wait. So because of your ingratitude for that, they should be taken away from you now. Because ingratitude deprives. So they should be taken away from you. But he said the biggest problem is with all of that is that's just a sign of Allah forsaking you. So what's the point of that? La ilaha illallah. A statement of a, one of the pious people, he says, Al-Khidlanu kullu al-Khidlan an taqilla awa'iquk thumma la tuqbil alayhi. It is absolute, full, full forsaking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you have no occupation, but then you're still not willing to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you did have free time, you didn't go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is wajib upon the insan that he cut all of these occupations that he have. He goes against his nafs. He goes against his desire. And he goes and starts to serve his Lord. You should not see him. He said anybody who's serious about this, you should not see them. Except that they are occupied in thinking about or contemplating or doing dhikr or learning something, or doing a khidmat of some shaykh who he thinks that he's going to get him to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not a charlatan shaykh, but you know, some, good shaykh, some good teacher or shaykh that he thinks he's going to get. You, you have to be occupied in one of these things. He said, I've said something, uh, I've said to some brothers who wanted, Al-Faqeer al-Siddiq laysa lahu fikratun wala hadratun illa fil hadra. The true seeker, the true genuine seeker is the one whose only concern and uh, all he's rolling on, all he is 
pursuing is being in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or anything that's going to take him to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best so that is, uh, that, that is the meaning of this particular wisdom and Shaykh Abdullah Gango he says on this one he says this statement this wisdom is similar to the aforementioned advice when man becomes involved in worldly affairs there is no end to its ramifications when there is no end to man's worldly indulgences especially nowadays when new products are coming out every day uh, new discoveries new news new ideas there's no end to them it's a bombardment do you, do you know that in Ghazali's time Imam Ghazali's time you know, a few hundred years ago you could list, literally master every science which was out there it was humanly possible to master all the subjects of that time uh, before a few hundred years ago throughout history you could master all the subjects of your time people like Suyuti Ibn al-Jawzi and all these people did that Ibn Sina you know whether that be astronomy whether that be medicine they, you can't even master medicine that's why you have people who are specialists they, they, they'll tell you, I have no idea with cancer. You know, I know the basics of cancer. I don't know anything about that. Everything has become so specialized, which there's a benefit in, but you can't master everything. Just literature, you probably you know, can't master every aspect of literature, every aspect of medicine, dentistry, you know, uh, 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 optical science, whatever. It's just so, everything is so sprawled out. You can never master everything. But then, so I used to be really, con uh, when I used to read the biographies of these great, great teachers and like okay they mastered all the sciences of the time what do you mean how do you do that that's not even possible today impossible you can't even master one science today there's just so much research so much research so much research and development in every field that is so difficult okay there's been a lot of good come out of that as well but it takes us uh, it, it just takes us away sometimes I mean just just think about it Many of you are driving cars with gimmicks and gadgets in there that you will never use. But you actually bought it because it's got that, even though you're never going to use them. Many of you drive four-wheel four drive cars that you've never gone off-roading. Right? Many of you have cars that uh, you know, have these paddles to change gears, but you've never used them. They're just these ears that look down. It's like you don't even need them. But you still go and buy them just because you got the money or status symbol. You don't like just buy only what you need. You know when they have an advertisement for, a, for an X7 or an X5, it's always off-road. But people buy who are living in cities, never going to go off-road. It's just, where, where are we going with this? It's just crazy. Be functional in this world rather than just following the craze otherwise somebody is just making money off you by enticing us be functional be practical it's just the world has opened up so much so much that we don't even need it to that level but yet we still get it just because somebody else has it or because it's on offer or because we can have it so he says <clears throat> when there is no end to man's worldly indulgences it is simply the indolent or it is simply the indolence and stupidity of his ego to postpone righteous deeds, moral reformation, and spiritual uplifting for the future, under the notion of obtaining a time devoid of worldly affairs. 
Man in this sense destroys his present time and in his stupidity waits to acquire a time of which he is uncertain. Life can come to an end without a servant ever obtaining a period of free time, for death often makes a sudden appearance. An intelligent man therefore is the one who values the time he has obtained in the very moment that it exists. Every moment of my time, I'm going to have to do something. I don't care how busy I am, I'm still going to make sure I do my salat. I'm still going to make sure I'm going to do this much salawat on the Prophet each day. I'm still going to do a hundred istighfar because I need to do it because I'm meeting with people. I may be saying or doing something wrong. I still need to do my istighfar. I still need to do my salawat on the Prophet because I still need blessings of Allah even during the... In fact, I need more blessings during this time so that I can get out of this problem where it can help me out. I still need to remember Allah 5, 10, 15 minutes a day in some kind of dhikr because I need to reboost my inside. I need the battery of my heart to be nourished. I can't be dead in three years until, you know, until I've fulfilled my ambitions or in five months or wherever it is. I need to carry on doing this. I need food. I need <coughs> nourishment. He does not postpone the work of the religion for a later time, nor does he wait in anticipation of free time, the attainment of which is improbable. If, however, the worldly affairs they, that occupy one are permissible activities... One should continue therewith and involve oneself simultaneously in invocation and righteous actions. If these affairs are unlawful, then one must abandon them straight away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. May Allah facilitate this. May Allah make it easy. May Allah make it easy. May Allah make it easy. So next time you're looking for a car or whatever, don't think that it might come in use in a, on a rainy day. Um, there's somebody I know, he bought a four-wheel four drive because he went to Batley once. And Batley has a lot of hills. And it was snowing and, uh, you know, he found it tr uh, tough going up there. So, I guess if you're going Batley every month, then it's probably worth it. But if you're not going to go much to Batley or anywhere else like that, then you don't need it. Igdius Kamau <clears> here. <throat> It'll come in use one day. Allahumma salli ala. And, and they figured all of this out. So then they entice you, even though they know that a majority of people aren't going to use any of this stuff. Subhanallah. Did you ever think about that, by the way? Did, did you ever think about that? I don't really need all of this stuff. Subhanallah. I don't really need it. <clears throat> if you need it, absolutely. Go ahead. You need it. You need it. That's what it's made for. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وبارك على جلاله ولقاءه اللهم يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حنان يا منان لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين جزا الله عنا محمد ما هو أهله اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا وهدنا ورزقنا اللهم اهدنا وهدي بنا وجعلنا هداة لمن اهتدى يا الله هذا عافية يا الله grant us well-being يا الله grant us صحة grant us فراغ يا الله grant us your special attention, your mercy, your generosity, your benevolence, your kindness, your special attention and your special focus. Oh Allah, bless us. Oh Allah, bless us. Oh Allah, bless us. With the, you have blessed us with the deen of Islam and with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as our messenger. What a wonderful role model, Ya Allah. Allow us to love him. Allow us to 
remember him, allow us to send blessings on him, allow us to defend him, allow us to defend his ummah. Ya Allah, allow us to support his ummah, allow us to do that which is right. Remove the oppression from our brothers and sisters, especially in Palestine. Oh Allah, remove them. Oh Allah, remove their problems. Oh Allah, grant them their freedom, grant them their recovery, grant them their relief, grant them their their freedom and their dignity and grant them their honor. Ya Allah, grant them their honor. Ya Allah, grant them steadfastness. Oh Allah, grant them victory. Oh Allah, grant them their steadfastness and grant them their victory. Oh Allah, help us and assist us. And oh Allah, bring back their humanity to the human being. Oh Allah, those above us, those who rule, those who make decisions in this world. Oh Allah, grant them true understanding, grant them the proper understanding, grant them compassion in their hearts, grant them humanity in their hearts. Oh Allah, oh Allah, protect them from pandering to the wrong motivations and the wrong kind of influences and guide them aright. Ya Allah, guide them aright. Oh Allah, allow us to do that which is correct and that is right and that is productive and that is functioning. Oh Allah, protect us from becoming occupied with the wrong. Oh Allah, allow us to remember you regardless of the situation. Oh Allah, give us the strength to remember you regardless of the situation at all times because this time will go and never come back. Oh Allah, and what a time of what a, what a time that will be wasted. Oh Allah, allow us to be productive with our time. Allow us to take advantage of our time. Oh Allah, protect us and our children, our progenies until the last day. Oh Allah, oh Allah, in this world and the hereafter, allow us to stand and be excited to meet you and you want to meet us. Oh Allah, make that the best moment. Oh Allah, make the best days of our life, the final days of our life. Oh Allah, allow us to leave behind a legacy. Allow us to change our course. Uh, allow us to have balance in this world and steadfastness in this world and high himma and bravery and everything that is required of us. Ya Allah, those who are not married, grant them good, suitable, righteous partners. Those who are married, enhance their marriages. And O oh Allah, grant them pious and righteous children. O oh Allah, those who are looking for a job, grant them a good halal job. Those who have a job, O oh Allah, grant them a good, grant them, grant them steadfastness in their job and make it beneficial and productive for them. And O oh Allah, those who have businesses, give them blessing in their businesses. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, allow us all to have halal. And O oh Allah, allow us to suffice with the halal away from the haram and give us blessing in what you have given us. And O oh Allah, do not allow us this uh, do not allow us to use this abundant blessing that you have given us. Do not allow us to use it against you, in disobedience to you because of the mischief that comes with it. O oh Allah, protect us from that and don't make it a burden for us. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati. عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam at least at their basic level so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will 
have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.